Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. Hey, I'm going to say it. Happy Hump Day, everybody. Woo! The Humpty Hump. It is. Uh-oh. It's the Wednesday edition. Of the Donna and Steve Show. You just choked a little bit. I um, choked. I got a little verklempt. Pappy's been choking recently. Okay. I would like to just say, should I say this? I'm going to find myself in a defamation suit with some organic protein company. But YOLO! Oh boy, it is hump day. Uh-oh. Guess what day it is. <laughs> Guess what day it is. Time for a lawsuit. Time for a defamation suit. <laughs> I will be the defendant. Okay. Orgain protein, mm-hmm. which uh, is an organic protein thing that you can get at Costco. Okay. Pappy no likey, Pappy no likey the taste, but Pappy noticed this recently. Pappy's been choking a little bit on it. When I drink it, <laughs> there's there are these little parts of like the 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 the, the protein powder the isn't fo- yes, yes, yes that I as you can tell. Aren't you supposed to Pappy shake? Pappy does it? all sorts of protein. This stuff always makes me at some point. <coughs> <coughs> why do you keep buying it? And why do you? Keep I drinking don't. It? I ran out of the other stuff that I like. This was left over in the pantry. Got it. I don't like this mm. stuff. Okay. I want good things for them, though. And, Let Your Honor, if this has been... I've added water. I'm not just doing dry scoops like some maniac. Oh, I thought it... Okay. I thought this was a pre-mixed beverage. No, Mommy. And maybe it's I, user yeah. error. I don't know. Okay. We're going to have to, like, scale back on that. <laughs> the whole Mommy Poppy. If we Pappy. were in Latin America right Which now... Which we're not. I would be well-received. <laughs> I don't know. They'd be like, look at this gringo trying to talk like us. Donna. What? <laughs> I don't know if we could say anything. I don't know what we can say now. <laughs> don't worry about it. It's fine. Uh, um, okay, I'm sorry. I'm very sorry for you. Um, Holly did, did not do the story, and I'm sure she knew that because we wanted to talk about it right here. New Wheel of Fortune host. Ryan Seacrest continues the most... Incredible modern day broadcasting career resume unmatched by getting yet another dream job in the world of broadcasting. He announced yesterday, it was right at the very, very end of our shows, around 1150 here, that he put out an Instagram post. And I was like, oh, is this real? Is the, oh, oh my oh, gosh. Sure. Oh, oh, he got the job. Sure enough, he will step in. Uh, as the replacement for Pat Sajak, who had previously announced a couple of weeks ago that this upcoming 41st season of Wheel of Fortune for him and for Vanna would be his last. Rumor is Vanna will still stick around. Ryan addressed Vanna still working on the show, okay, looking forward okay. to working on the show with her. But um, it was crazy. Here, here's how Ryan Seacrest's statement read. And there was a this is all text on screen on Instagram. Mm-hmm. And behind it is a picture of the wheel. Of course, which everybody knows. I'm truly humbled to be stepping into the footsteps of the legendary 
excuse me, Pat Sajak. I can say along with the rest of America that it's been a privilege and pure joy to watch Pat and Vanna on our television screens for an unprecedented 40 years, making us smile every night and feel right at home with them. Pat, I love the way you've always celebrated the contestants and made viewers at home feel at ease. I look forward to learning everything I can from you during this transition. Many people, Seacrest went on to say, probably don't know this, but one of my first jobs was hosting a little game show called Click for Merv Griffin 25 years ago. So this is truly a full circle moment for me, and I'm grateful to Sony for the opportunity. I can't wait to continue the tradition of spinning the wheel and working alongside the great Vanna White. Uh, Great. uh, Let's go around the room. What do you think of this? Well, I think he is... I'm not the first person to say this. He's our generation's version of Dick Clark. Dick Clark hosted a bunch of different things. Dick Clark, think, Dick Clark had American Bandstand. Ryan Seacrest had American Idol. Uh, Dick Clark had Pyramid. Ryan Seacrest now has Wheel of Fortune. Uh, Dick Clark did New Year's Eve. Ryan Seacrest now does Dick Clark's New Year's Rock and Eve. He's just, he's he's that, that guy who you can yeah. turn to. I yeah. think that you feel safe with him. Obviously, 25 years into Ryan Seacrest being a part of American television, whether he's your bag or not, he is comfortable for audiences and he's really polished at hosting. So he knows how to do it. So good for him. And I just can't believe he will have on his resume American Idol. Uh, He's now part of the live franchise for the six years that he did opposite Kelly Ripa. And now he's got Wheel of Fortune in addition to Click. (laughs) <laughs> Click from yes, twenty five years ago, but in addition to that, he's got his syndicated radio show on air with Ryan Seacrest, right. which has been on for some twenty five years as well. All that producing stuff with the Kardashians. Oh my and gosh! E, yeah, and oh, all of the red carpet reporting that oh, he yeah. did, fronting it for E at every yeah. big event for all those years. If you're if for any host out there, you look at him and you think, well, that's about as good. Of a resume as you could get, because think of the things he's hosted. Like he gets to flex all these different muscles. So on live, you're doing live host chat and all those interviews. On Idol, it's this huge competition show, which at one point all of America was watching. Yeah, yeah. And yeah, now yeah. you got this a game show where you work a few nights a month, and you're, you're done. But you're on every night. Every night. Yeah. You're always there. It's it's a dream job. Congratulations yeah. to him. Uh, Holly, your thoughts? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's kind of how I feel. You know, that's great for Ryan Seacrest. And I hope the folks who watch Wheel of Fortune are happy with this decision. But I I just, it's plain, it's safe, it's uninspired. I think this morning it was like, oh, it's kind of the equivalent of hospital ice chips. (laughs) (laughs) You know, it can be refreshing in context and they're fine. That's how I feel. It's fine. It's safe. It's interesting that they didn't do a search. I thought so, too. I have a feeling he knew about this for a long time. Makes you wonder. Why did he leave live? You think he was just leaving because he was tired? Well, if you're so tired, this isn't going to help. Well, this actually will help. Well, it will a little bit. If you, I mean, but you're cranking out probably... I, well, well, no, not, not from a, a work standpoint. This is the greatest work you can get on television from a work standpoint. Pat Sajak is on the record. This is not an internet rumor. He is on the record right. saying it is 35 production days a year. It's the greatest. It's the, like the greatest gig 
any of us could be offered. Yeah. So I yes, but but yes, it makes you wonder. He's a strategic person. He you you wonder how had he and Pat talked? Had he and Sony talked years ago? Who knows? I don't know. Don't but, nobody know. But I bet they didn't do a search because of Jeopardy and how that all oh, you do when gosh, you do a public yes. search particularly for trying to fill in for someone as legendary as Alex Trebek, or in this case would be Pat Sajak. Everybody's just going to criticize everything you do. It's kind of like doing the Super Bowl halftime show. It's tough to win that because there are just some people who are like, I'm not going to like this because I'm not going to like this. And so they opted not to do any guest hosting. Which might, which was probably smart. Yeah, smart, and, and I understand also, and safe. Smart and safe all at the same time, and, and that could feel you feeling leave you feeling a little bit like, oh, I wanted to see a few different people out there. Whoopi Goldberg just said two days ago she wanted the job. She said it on The View. I don't think that would have been a good choice. How come? I, she's a little too standout-ish as far as her personality. Sure. You know what I mean? But it would have been nice to have a woman and a woman of color. That would have been cool. Yeah. I just don't know that Whoopi would have been my choice. I don't know. Sherry Shepard, maybe. Somebody like that. Wendy Williams. Not so much. Oh, look at the time. We gotta go. Wow, we're running late. Uh, we got all sorts of stuff coming up today. Uh, 10.30, we're going to do the College of Pop Culture. Knowledge. Uh, fun stuff to get to all throughout the show. When we come back, thank the good Lord in heaven for helpful hardware store workers. Because, <laughs> I mean, otherwise, I might still be at Home Depot right now. I'll explain what I went in search of. It feels a little emasculating, but I'll tell you all about it. When we come back, it's Don and Steve. It's my talk. What up? Hey, friends. Stevie Boy from my buddies over at Origin Meals. Origin Meals is... I just love them. It's just really fun. Oh, in fact, it's a Wednesday. They're going to be dropping off a delivery today at my door. And it's kind of cool. So they, they leave you this Origin Meals bag. And then whenever they come back, you can remember to leave your bag out. It's like temperature controlled. They'll throw ice packs in there. So if you're out and about, it's all fine. Um, but if you don't leave it out, no worries. They're not just going to leave them on your doorstep. They'll just give you another bag. I'll, I'll not lie. At one point, we had like four Origin Meals bags. We were bad about it. But anyway, it's great because what's inside of the bag is what counts. And that's where you have delicious meals. These are fresh, never frozen, delivered to your door, made from scratch, rotating menus. They're delicious. The sauces, I've told you about a gazillion times, they're just so great. I I mean, I just really, really, I'm looking at a steak meal right now that I've eaten on their website. Just so delicious. You got to give them a shot. Save time, eat better. Use the coupon code MYTALK. Save 30%. OriginMeals.com. Hey, good morning. Welcome back. Hi. Hey, Donna. Thank you for listening. It's Donna and Steve on My Talk 107.1. You know, our air quality here in Minneapolis, worst in the country right now. Chicago was at the top of the the bottom yesterday. Chicago is real up there, too. The Midwest. Yeah, it's not great. It's so, I mean, you could literally smell fire. I'm golfing today. (laughs) Yeah, let that hit. You mean you're playing golf? Why would you write that a different way? Because uh, I know people who golf who said, we're not golfing, we're playing golf. So I was trying to be supportive of the <laughs> It didn't feel supportive at all. Not to you, to them. Anyway, what? <laughs> Thank you. That's where I thought what we were you, What are you doing? My neighbor has long been a golfer, golfs, great at golf, and mm. has said, hey, we should go out. We should go out. We should go out. But, you know, it's Minnesota. 
you don't ever actually have to commit to those things. You just have to say those things. Every That's now right. And again. Let's do lunch sometime. But he has been the like, hey, anytime, anytime. And I'm like, oh, yeah, we'll do it. Oh, yeah, we'll do it. And I was like, you know, we should do it. So I told him a couple weeks ago, I said, hey, look, my brother's in town. My brother loves golfing and rarely can get out right now because they have a little guy who is uh, a handful. He's at a handful stage right now. And uh, so he What's rarely he, gets like, out. What's he, like 16? The, the son or the brother? Uh, <laughs> the son. He is two. Oh, cute. And not all two-year-olds are created equally That's in terms right. of their temperament. And even in our four kids, we had easier two-year-olds and other more difficult ones. He is He's a lot. He's a lot. He's that lot in this stage just requires a lot of following. He never sits. All of you parents out there who have the oh never gosh. sits kids, you know how exhausting that yeah, can be. Yeah, it's like, be. don't put that in there. Don't touch that. Yeah, no, come no, down no, from no, there. You can no, fall no, off no, that. No. Hang on one second. Don't do that. That's going to hurt someone. Don't all pull the dog's tail. Yes. Okay, yeah. Yes, Rex got a very good test with um, with him. He was getting all parts of him yanked. Anyway, um, so my sister in law said, "Just you guys got to book golf." Scott won't do it. He'll he'll just keep helping. Just book it. So we're gonna go today to Chaska Town Course, right? Which is a great course, and it's so it's long overdue. But yeah, I looked outside and I was like, "Well, she's a hazy one." Yeah. And it's a smoky one out there, so I don't know if any of the wind is going to come and push this out by mid-afternoon. But yeah, the air quality, if you have asthma, yeah, uh, if you have just, you know, you're prone to breathing problems, be yeah. careful. Oh, when do you think your brother's going to leave? <laughs> I feel like he's been here for like three months. They do usually three to four weeks in the summer. They plan a big stretch. That's they come up nice. from Florida. They split the time, sometime at our house, sometime at my sister's house. We live near each other. Then the different nephews and nieces get different time with Uncle Scooty and Aunt April and their That's kids. That's nice. Uh, but they'll leave after the 4th of July. Wow. Yeah. So they're they're still here for a little while. Um, yeah, so it's a nice time that we get. So anyway, I'm going to golf, so that's fun. But yesterday, I uh, I went to the hardware store because I'm going to try something, Donna, that you'll either think is super stupid or like, oh, that's cool that you're trying it. You know how people, you know how some lawns have the beautiful striping in mm-hmm. them? Yeah. Think like a baseball field. Mm-hmm. Beautiful. Um, that is not necessarily from any one thing that, any one way that you cut your lawn, it's from how the blades of grass are rolled down. And so the, the the sunlight then hits the blades of grass a certain way, and it looks like striping. The point is, I am doing a DIY lawn striper kit. You can buy a lawn striper. I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game, and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. This hmm. is Midlife Crisis, Suburban Dad. You can buy a lawn striper for a couple hundred bucks, maybe as low as like 140 or 150 and then what it is is like a weighted thing on the back. But then I saw this YouTube thing that said you can make your own DIY lawn striping kit for like 15 or 20 bucks. So I have a uh, a son who likes projects. I said, great, you want to do a project with me? He said, sure. So we went to Home Depot, and what we got was PVC pipe. We got um, lock nuts, some washers, some carabiners, all this stuff. You fill the PVC pipe with pea gravel, or you could do it with sand. The point is you want a weighted 
tube behind your lawnmower, and as you go, it pushes, presses down the blades of grass in one direction, and then when you turn around and come back up the other way, it lays the blades of grass down in another way, which is what visually gives the look of striped lawns. But instead of buying the kit, we're making one on our own. But if I told you how many questions I had to ask, I found the world's greatest hardware store worker yesterday. I won't name the big company, Home Depot. This guy was like, what do you got going on? I said, I got, I don't, I know nothing. And I said, I bet you already know that from looking at me, but I know nothing. (laughs) And I said, like, now that we got this lock nut, what's the tool that I need to put that on? I think I know what it is. And I think I need a new set of, I was able to ask him all of my dumb questions. Where do I put the washer? On the inside and on the outside. Oh, okay. I wouldn't have thought that. He was just giving me all sorts of pointers. I ended up buying a, a ratchet set. I think that's what it's called. By that time, you know, the, like one of those things. Yep, yep, Got yep. one of those things and I'm ready to go. And guess what he ended up saying to me at the end? That's going to make a good lawn striping kit. I worked in lawn care for years. And I think he said it was maybe at St. Francis Hospital. I'm not sure where. That he was in charge of their grounds. And so he was like, do this, do this. Oh, and you have a new blade for your lawnmower that you just got he says to me i said indeed proudly he said well you're going to need one of these this is a file there's a coat of paint on that that will not cut the grass you have a brand new blade and it won't be cut in the way that you want it to so you got to file your blade down this guy was endless help and so sometimes you meet the perfect hardware store worker who says i got you fire away with any stupid question i'm going to give you an answer and won't make you feel dumb in the process thank you I, okay, I'm very glad you found some good customer service. That's great. I have, I didn't even know that this was a thing. You mean like one strip looks dark, the other looks light? Yes. Like literal striping? Yes. Weird. And some people will do crisscross patterns, checkerboard patterns. Really? Look at any baseball field you go to. Their grounds always have these beautiful stripes and they have real deal striping kits. I didn't even know. I'll let you know how it goes. Thank you. The Mo's going to come this weekend. I'll hopefully do the project tonight. Okay. That was exciting. Real exciting. Uh, Nick Cage stories. Next. Hey, guys, it's Donna for Spire Credit Union, where they've got loans for pretty much any purpose. Uh, You want to do a home project, you can go to Spire Credit Union for a loan. Uh, Newer used vehicles. Spire offers low rates so you can get more car for your money, not to mention extended warranty plans with better coverage and at a lower cost than the dealers. Spire's been around since the 1930s. They really do love to give back to the community. A few more days left of this. Spire is teaming up with champion wrestler Gable Stevenson to collect shoes and clothing for patients at Regions Hospital who are unhoused or who have limited resources. You can make your donations at any of the 22 locations uh, till the end of June. And um, here's what you can do. You can find out more information about that by going to myspire.com and you can find out more about auto and other loans as well at myspire.com. Spire is insured by NCUA and they are an equal housing opportunity lender. Spire Credit Union. Welcome back to the show, everyone. It's us, Donna and Steve. On Mind Talk 1071, where talk is fun. You asked how I got how I came to know about lawn striping. Yeah, I don't well, even remember. I I think I'm just a suburban dad who's nearing forty. I have four kids. I feel like this is just the natural course of life at this point, right? I've done the smoker thing. Oh yeah. Studied uh World War II history. Right. I'm in, I'm on to lawn striping You're, now. Do you have new balance sneakers yet? Are you getting your ears pierced? Oh, right. I have I still have a hole. I can still put an earring through my left uh 
I hearing hole. tried that with my nose. Oh, I don't gosh. it it the cartilage I think is too thick. Okay, Donna. <laughs> what? I had my nose pierced, and I, I I did try sticking an earring in it, and uh, not so much. But in your ear, it's a lot easier. I have a lot of holes in my ears. Did you do the top holes or just the bottom holes? Of my ears? Yeah. Did you do one up top, like to say, like, Yeah, that hey. one's fine. Oh, you still... Oh, my gosh. I didn't even know you had that. Oh, yeah. But then I have Do three. you have an earring in there all the time? I do. I've almost never seen the top of your ear. Oh, my God. I feel so naked. <laughs> Don't look at me. I'm modest. Thanks for being vulnerable, Donna. You're welcome. Somebody around here has got to do it. Anyway, we digress. Lawn striping, it's a thing. I didn't even get into my hose update or tree update, which is the internet is going insane right now. People are losing their freaking minds, Donna. Because I posted a video yesterday and I said, look, I will do an update video. One of two. What do you want? Do you want a tree update? Tree update. Of the trees that I planted oh, yeah. two years ago? Or do you want a update, hose update, of the hose that I researched after all hoses suck? And last year I was like, what is the best hose I can get? Do you want the hose update one year later? People have been reaching out to me saying, can you tell me what hose you went with again? What's the hose? Yeah, Does it's it hard to find a work? good hose that's like flimsy. I got hose. But we don't have the time for that now. Go to my Instagram. You can vote. Okay, great. Thanks. Uh, what is your Instagram? At the Steve Patterson. Okay. Just checking. People, I commented. You probably didn't even know. I saw it. I misunderstood hose. Because I started the video in front of a picture of a horse. So you thought it was going to be a horse date. I did. I was like, oh, is he buying his daughter a pony? <laughs> Are you nuts? You've got the room. I don't think so. And let me also explain to you how my homeowners association works. Oh, yeah. You got one of those. I don't think we have clearance for a horse. Could you get a horse if you wanted a horse? A horse? I don't think so. Where I'll, do you even I'll get look a into horse? it. Delano, probably. Delano. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Anyway, Nicholas Cage once bought an airplane seat for his son's imaginary friend. How does that make you feel? Hey, smoke him if you got him. If you got the money to do it, parents spend money to make their children happy. Sure. I thought that was really sweet. Um, there, there's a post, I guess, where there's a collection of good stories and bad stories about Nicolas Cage. Um, the good story is Minnie Driver chimed in and said, I was once on a plane with Nick Cage and his son, and they had a seat, uh, that had also been purchased for his son's imaginary friend. Wow. We don't know which son it was, because right now he's got a 32-year-old and a 17-year-old. But either way, I think that's really sweet. That's a, Yeah, it's, that's cute. Really sweet thing. Then there's another story. This one is when he tried to get a couple to give up their hotel wedding suite for him. Apparently, um, so this woman posted, a month before our wedding, our hotel calls and asks if we would give up our wedding suite for a celebrity who wanted to stay in it long term. We said, No. And then on our wedding weekend, we saw Nicolas Cage walking around our hotel. Nick Cage tried to ruin my wedding, and that's my story. Uh, Was he offering any money? I don't think so. Oh, my gosh. I, uh, yeah, those suites can be nice. We were in the presidential suite. 
There was like a piano. Oh, wow. There were multiple rooms at the William Penn Hotel in Pittsburgh. Mm. We only used one of them. Oh, thank you. You had a daughter? Yeah, I got it. Wedding night? Yep. Wow. Also, <laughs> can I tell you a story about my wedding night? Of course. We were in, so this beautiful suite because, and they like, you know, gifted it to us, the upgrade, because we were doing the reception there. So got they it. were getting thousands There's probably of dollars. champagne and all sorts oh, of yeah. stuff in the <laughs> There was champagne. So then we go up. The party's great. Everybody's great. It's all wonderful. Beautiful. I'm not kidding. There were probably, I don't know, six different rooms. It was awesome. There were actual presidents who stayed in the presidential suite. Wow. It's beautiful. Oh, so like they had this like Millard Fillmore. <laughs> I don't want to mention them by name, Holly. Oh, lest no I, name, lest no I, name dropping. I don't want to imply a political affiliation. <laughs> Everybody knows Phil, Team Fillmore. Um, there's there's like piano and everything. They have champagne set out for us. So then Lou is you know freshening up as it were, whatever. I go. Imagine me like in silk boxers at this point, right? Which I don't think I've worn since then. Silk boxers. Silk boxers kept them for a while, you know, nostalgia. Mm-hmm. And I go over to the champagne bottle, and I was like, oh, I guess I'll pour a little bit of the bubbly. And sure enough, <laughs> almost as though it was taunting me and heckling me. I tried to, I popped this thing open, champagne burst out, goes everywhere. It was not like a pop and then, oh, honey, I'm pouring us a couple. It was pop. It was messy. It, the cork Your went first flying. Time. First time. Yeah. I think you need a little towel on the, okay, whatever. And not to be too vulnerable, what made it funnier was it was my first time. Right. So it just felt like an omen of like, Listen, mm. pal, and your black silk boxers. I know you think that you are Rico Suave. It's like this the, is how your night's gonna go. It's like the equivalent of Lou <laughs> walking out with like fuzzy, open-toed, heeled slippers. Okay, I'm liking this. <laughs> Keep going. This is great. You oh, know, like she's dressed like a fembot yes. from Austin Powers. Correct. Correct. Like everyone's trying way too hard. Yes. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I can't. And then the I'm champagne. It was just oh, terrible. Yeah. Because yeah. it was like what what you saw like Justin Timberlake doing or something. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> who, who I was trying to absolutely model my life after at the, that point. You know, got, he made I, me shave my head at one point. I need to see a picture oh, yeah. of you on your wedding day. Uh huh. Oh, I, have, I want to see what style you were into at the time. You will not be pleased. I'll find one for you. I had a shaved head. Okay, so let's That's start there. That's what I'm picturing. I Why? think, because uh, I thought that it looked good. Did I believe it? I had a lined goatee. I believe like two thin lines coming down from the corners of my lip and then uh, connected around the bottom, but nothing in the middle, as I recall. And that's um, what you thought would make a good wedding yeah. look? Yeah, and I was okay. trying to like do, I wanted these thin lines with my sideburns, kind of like The Rock had back then. Mm-hmm. This is all true. It sounds like everything I'm making up, sounds like I'm doing a Mad Gabs tool edition. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But this is what I was doing. Oh, my God. Um, yeah, and that was after I had gone with a white tuxedo to my prom. Oh, did you wear a top hat to your prom, Steve? <laughs> I hope so. I did not. Ah. Did you carry a cane? <laughs> I did not. But I tried the white tuxedo jacket that I thought would look I would look so slick in a white tuxedo and I tanned like crazy going into that. And it, it I had glasses on. It was we were both extremely 
dark for our natural skin tone. Mm. Mystic tan or the real meal deal? This is the real thing. We had it was reckless abandoned in western Pennsylvania. We didn't care. We we grew up in a steel mill town. It was like any bulb you want to throw at us, we're good with. The wow. sticker that you would put, the girls would always put like the sticker down near their hip of like, look how tan Like I a Playboy bunny. Yeah, right. Yeah. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Oh, God. <laughs> anyway, we're getting emails. Oh, uh, Logan, support? our farmer friend, um, is emailed us his killer stripes. Oh, cool. On his farmland. It's beautiful. Wonder. Oh, yeah. I bet he's got like a real deal striping it's like situation. Checkered, I think it is. Okay, I get it. Okay. Um, oh, hi, Steve. Left this one from Rhonda. I love when you talk trees, lawn care, home improvement, painting, and gardening. Not sure Donna is as interested. LOL. I'm a little interested. Have a great day. Not really. <laughs> um, yeah. All right. Great. I'm going to look into that. I'm Any follow up questions house. about my wedding day? Not yet. I'm sure they're going to be a coming. Anyway. Onward. Hey, uh, we got to talk about really quick the Screen Actors Guild um, potential strike. If they don't come up with an agreement by Friday, it looks like there are a bunch of actors who are going to walk the picket line. Meryl Streep, Jennifer Lawrence, Ben Stiller, uh, Rami Malek, Julia Louis-Dreyfus, Amy Schumer, Neil Patrick Harris. Um, Yeah, so... Here's what they say in their letter. They say, we hope you've heard the message from us. This is an unprecedented inflection point in our industry. And what might be considered a good deal in any other year is simply not enough. We feel that our wages, our craft, our freedom, our creative freedom, and the power of our union have all been undermined in the last decade. We need to reverse those trajectories. And that was signed by uh, Meryl Streep, Jennifer Lawrence, Ben Stiller, Rami Malek, Julie mm-hmm. Louis-Dreyfus, Amy Schumer, Neil Patrick Harris, among others. Yeah. Well, and hopefully it helps the little actor, right? Because listen, God bless Meryl Streep and Rami Malek and Jennifer Lawrence and Amy Schumer, but they're all very likely getting very well compensated. So I hope that this is a fight that that has a good trickle down for the just the working actor who goes from gig to gig to gig to gig. Correct. But if that is the case, and these big wigs are getting out there to really throw their weight behind it, then that kudos to them. It's going to be interesting to see what the fall. Brings us oh, in the you, way of entertainment. I'll tell you what your fall viewing is going to be. Out your window. Look at your trees. Look at the leaves changing. Yep. What's going to be on? Go play football. Yeah. I don't know. I'll, you know what's going to be on? A lot of um, game shows. I got a game <laughs> show idea, too. If anyone out there is listening, let's get it going. What do you got? I can't share it. Then why'd you say it? To titillate the audience, oh, Donna. great. When do you think you'll share it? Later. We got to go. We're going to come back. Oh, Elon Musk's mommy and daddy are looking out for him. Yeah. Well, yeah, kind of, sort of. We'll let you know what Elon Musk's dad has to say about the potential upcoming fight between the head of Tesla and the head of Facebook, Mark Zuckerberg. And a guy did something on GoFundMe that I thought... I bet you I could see Donna doing this and then saying, how do I get out of this? Mm -hmm. Tell you the uh, mistake he made that included some zeros. When we come back, it's Donna and Steve on my talk. 
Hey guys, it's Donna and Steve here to talk about Tria Orthopedics. We get it. Life can be busy. Mm -hmm. So when your back is out of whack or your knee pain just won't go away, it's important to get treated by Tria. They have convenient online scheduling and walk-in care. Yeah, in fact, we've actually both been to Tria for shoulder injuries. Yep, I went to Tria when I had a really sore shoulder, probably from too much clanging and banging in the gym. Donna, do you know that I work out? Oh, no, uh, you never mentioned it a thousand times. It's true, I lift weights. You know, I hurt my shoulder, and guess what? They knew exactly how to treat me. Yeah, then you recommended them to me, and now my shoulder is feeling good again. Oh, and my doctor was so kind and answered all of my mental questions. What I would do to have that kind of patience around you? Rude. So if you break your wrist, you tweak your knee, hurt your back, get treated by Tria. Yeah, get world-class orthopedic care with no referral needed. Visit Tria.com. It's why you're treated and how you're treated by Tria. Hey, good morning. Still Welcome back. With my it's us, Donna and Steve on My Talk 1071. Everything entertainment. Donna Valentine and Steve Patterson. Hey, Steve. Hello, Donna. Holly Roberts with us for one more segment. Hi. Hi. Thank you. Hey, do we know when our uh, Zamboni is coming back from his mini honeymoon? Tomorrow. Oh, he is back tomorrow. Yeah. Oh, he should have taken one more day for his lady. But then once you take one more day, then it's like, why don't we just take the whole yeah, week? You're yeah, you're right. Exactly. You've got to ration out these, you're right. these days off. And then he's going on a real honeymoon, I guess, another yeah. time yeah. later in the summer. Nice story. Thanks, man. I uh, really worked hard on that when I was trying to stick to the script. Hey, if you see something, say something. Oh, that is catchy, huh? Time for If You See Something, Say Something with Donna and Steve. If you see something, say something. Come on and party tonight. So Elon Musk and Mark Zuckerberg, in Uh case you missed it, sort of a weird story in the last week or so. uh, They want to fight each other. Metaphorically, Steve, you ask? No, they want to fight each other in like a cage... Dana White, the head of the UFC, has said that they're both dead serious about this. Uh, Mark Zuckerberg, who created the metaverse, which in a word sucks. Just put on a headset and look at a robot version of yourself. <laughs> it's just so weird. I'm sure I'll, they'll play this audio in 20 years and we'll all only communicate in the metaverse. But for now, it's a no good. Elon Musk uh, took over Twitter. He flexed some muscle that way. He says he used to get involved in some street fights. Mark Zuckerberg has taken jujitsu and even won a competition. So they want to fight each other. I wonder if they're <clears throat> in cahoots together and are like, hey, we could get ourselves some attention. I Do think- you think they're really not enemies? What's the word I'm looking for? Rivals. They're yes, rivals. I do think yes, I do but- think so. They're tech rivals. This came because Mark, uh, somebody at Facebook was like, hey, we're trying to come up with uh, a different thing. Someone within Meta, I should say, that would be a social media platform like a sanely run version of Twitter. And Elon Musk took umbrage at that and was like, well, wait a minute, let's fight. And Zuckerberg's like, tell me when and where. Well, now the parents are getting a little concerned here. Elon Musk's father has said, this is a no-win situation for e- for Elon Musk, and here's why. The thing is, if this crazy fight goes ahead, he's quoted as saying, if Elon beats this guy, Elon will be called a bully, being so much heavier and taller. 
while if he loses, the humiliation would be total. So it's a no-win situation for Elon. He went on to say, I think Elon's got himself into a difficult situation as a result of high school behavior. They both have. And that's the thing. They both publicly called each other out, and it's like, please, I'll take you on. Well, I'll take you on. Fine. Where? Name a place. Basketball court. Three o'clock. It's that kind of thing. I have secondhand embarrassment. Yeah. It's a little weird. Like, you're somebody's dad. It's weird. And that's when he'll sit his children down and say, ampersand, (laughs) asterisk, pound sign. (laughs) Papa has something to tell you. I don't know. I don't they know get either. to live their life if they want to go into a ring. And if the money goes to charity and they want to go into a ring and, and sure. hit each other, so be it. I would watch it. I think Elon said his move is called the pancake, where he would just get on top of him and like lay his, just lay down. his, his weight on him. He's got a height advantage. He's got a weight advantage. But jujitsu, of which I used to be a practitioner, mm, sure. uh, that's, that's just like a thing where the weight doesn't necessarily matter it's all about just if you can get specific leverage on somebody yeah it's you can you can break their arm in a jiffy or certainly get them to tap out pretty quick yeah what my first jiu-jitsu class seriously thank you for asking i went and i had to sit at the feet of my sensei and he was showing me a few different moves and at one point he was like i'm going to show you a rear naked choke and so I took my clothes off and he was like, no, sir, actually, that's just the name of the hole. And so anyway, I get my clothes back on and he slides his forearm. Imagine the crease of your elbow um, and the inside of it between your forearm and your bicep slides that right underneath my chin. And then he sort of wraps his other hand and arm around the back of my head. And he said, I just want you to see why we call this. I think he got, is it called like the gentle Art. Jiu-jitsu means gentle something. It's like a gentle version of martial arts. It's not like bang, bang, bang. It's, oh, I'm going to slide in, and I've got to move here. Okay. And he said, watch how easy this is, and you just tap out whenever you're ready. And he said, I'm just going to keep talking to you, and you won't hear any strain in my voice. And as he's doing it, the pressure is suddenly coming in mm. really hard on my carotid arteries. Tap, tap, tap. Which, if your carotid arteries get shut off, they can no longer send blood to the brain. Right. And then it's sleepy time. And sure enough, Donna, without even straining at all, he was like, and so what I'm doing right now is just applying pressure. And I'm like, okay, okay, that's good. Okay, dap, that's dap, good. Dap, dap, I feel it. And dap, that, dap. that could be Zuckerberg on Muskerberg. Could be, Steve. Now this. There was a guy who did something that I could, and I mean this respectfully. I don't mean this. not a diss to you. But of all the things that you come in and say, oh, no. Oh, God, why? And that's like <laughs> the sound you make when somebody texts you. <laughs> but I could see you saying, I went on a GoFundMe because one of my neighbors had a GoFundMe and I just felt like I needed to do something. And so I went on it, but I'd never been on it before. And it was late. And I'd had a little wine. And instead of donating $150, I hit the zero a couple more times. I accidentally donated $15,000. This mm. happened to a man from California mm. named Michael. Shared a story. He had a, His neighbor is a 70-year-old Hindu priest. And he wanted to support him in his efforts abroad by donating $150, which was going to provide food to starving people in Bangladesh. He made a mistake. Instead of doing $150, oh, no. he added two extra zeros. Oh. Boom, $15,000. Oh. 
on a credit card. So it's not like checking, do you have 15K and then an overdraft? This is like mm-hmm. the credit card's like, sure, bill them. That's, that's great yeah. with us. Yeah. He did get notifications from his credit card company, but the transaction had already processed and gone through. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> so Michael contacted GoFundMe. He was promised a refund, so they must encounter this more often than we know. But before it was processed, listen to this, Donna. Oh, no. The charity. Are they, like, honoring him with some engraved plaque? The charity saw the huge (laughs) donation come through, and the person who runs it sent Michael pictures and videos of people in Bangladesh graciously thanking him for the massive donation, holding signs up with his name on it. Donna, can you handle it? (laughs) He had no choice. I can feel it. I can feel it. Now it's like, oh my God, do I have to... uh." Once they issued the refund, after he explained what went wrong, uh, his refund went through, but he went back and did add one more zero. So did 1,500. He did 1,500, which is 10 times more than he initially planned. But here's the cool thing. He said the charity's host was incredibly gracious, understanding. Uh, but the 1500 still made a huge impact on their community. But uh, he told his story on Reddit. It went viral. TV shows picked it up. Even more people heard about the campaign and Michael's donation. Then they started tossing in a few bucks. So the GoFundMe's original goal total was $26,000. They've now raised more than $120,000. Yay! All right. That's, oh, man. His embarrassment I would fed people to, in yeah, Bangladesh. That's nice. You would have moved? Yeah, and just, I don't know. Started a new life? Started a new, faked my own death. All right. (laughs) Bye.